970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We are back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. I'm Dottie Herman. I'm here with Ace for a and our financial whiz and Steve Stephen Ebert, our legal legal, and myself. And we will be joined in a little bit with Sherry Spree, um, our our consultant on any mental ha- mental issues when I say mental I don't mean it that way I just mean anybody stress stress things and things that are going on we're going to talk about um, I want to finish up with Ace on the tips that he gives buyers and sellers with applying for mortgages now or accepting offers and then I want to talk a little uh, before we get to Sherry a little about how we see uh, the real estate market look uh, how it's it's going? What is the real estate market going to look at, like as we start to open up, which we are expected to do, I think, on June eighth. So before we do that and talk about that, let let me finish up with Ace. So Ace, what are things again? And this is really important to know as a seller, and if you happen to buy. So if you're a seller, I think you just said you should not accept an offer that they haven't had a pre-approval. Correct. 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 Yep, pre-approval. Um, I think, Dottie, you mentioned down payment. That's really yes. a, a huge factor in determining whether the borrower is in good financial standing. Obviously, the larger the down payment, the less um, chances that they're going to get declined by banks. So it really increases your percentages um, when you when you take on an offer with a larger down payment, right? So you mentioned that earlier on the show as well, Dottie. So for sellers, those right. are the two things that you really want to look at, right, which is, the ability to really go through with the transaction with a larger down payment and also the pre-approval, which shows that they've been underwritten by the bank prior to coming in, making an offer for your home. So, And Dottie, as it pertains to buyers getting prepared, right. I would really um, give them three, three takeaways here, right, for our listeners, which is check your income, look at your pay sub, you know, collect your your data, your documentation, so your income, your bank statements, get yourself financially secured and ready. That's number one. Number two, check your credit. Make sure that your credit is in good standing. You know, we have Dan Sater on the show almost, um, you know, once a month, just making sure that you guys are on top of your credit. And then number three, go to a bank, get a pre-approval, and really understand what you can afford so that you're, you're, you're putting your efforts in the right places, meaning you're looking at the homes that you can afford and you're not either overextending yourself or, you know, sometimes you may think that you can qualify for a million-dollar home, but you can really qualify for $2 million. So getting that pre-approval will really um, put you in a better position and, and better understanding of where you can qualify and, and what type of properties you should be looking at, what price range. So I would say get your, fin- get your you. finances in order check your credit, and then get a pre-approval from a loan officer. Lessons you don't want to forget. Thank you, Ace. <laughs> so, Not then, a problem. 
we were we were talking uh, just on you know what will the New York real estate market look like when sheltering this and it's paid be down that nobody knows exactly. But what they're thinking is that the market will come it's coming back you know it was like a totally hot market for this virus um, so it's coming back it's going to come back slowly but it's definitely coming back um, now you, you hear a lot of discussions about people leaving the city and the city is over and people are going to move to uh, towns into cities and urban areas and we're not going to talk about that today but it's something that we will talk about down the road but these are just sentiments i mean really until everyone is settled and you know we have a vaccine i think it's too early to call any of those things uh there's speculations you have a lot of people who temporarily moved out of the city or cities and went to a rented but will they permanently move out um, I'm not seeing that yet, but it's too early to call. I don't know if any of you guys see anything different, but I think it's too early to call, but we won't be talking about it. Um, there's no sense that, obviously, on future prices, because we can't have data on things we didn't do yet. But there are two schools of thought about re, you know, reintroducing properties to the market. So, for example, if you were going to put your home on the market today, or your or your your rental your apartment on the market today. How do you price that? And of course, there are many schools of thought, and uh, some people say that you should just put it back at the price that it was on before this whole pandemic. Uh, and some people say that it probably should go on about eight percent or ten percent less. Here's what I say. You get a good broker, and you ask them, what is my competition? What? Because that's really pricing. You look at what your who is selling a property similar to yours in the same area, and what are they pricing it at? And if you see many people have their properties on the market that are the same or close to yours, then obviously your price is going to be lower. But if there's very few, uh, your price will be higher. So you really want to look. And we'll get into that on another show. You really want to look at other properties because pricing is a mere, what else can I buy? If I don't buy yours, what is in your category that I could buy? Because buyers generally look at more than one home. Even if they found something they loved at the first property, they usually don't buy it if they haven't seen other things. So that's, you know, that's what I think. I don't think that people know exactly. But I've had questions people said to me Dottie uh, what about mass transit because one of the concerns about people coming back to work is uh, mass transit how will they go to work uh, you know now ridership was down about 90% because people felt they could catch it now they've done they've disinfected and again there's two there's two thoughts on that some, the Federal Center for Disease Control and Prevention urged commuters nationwide who return to their jobs not to take mass transit, okay? 
Then you had the MTA's chairman, Patrick Foy, forcefully objected to those recommendations and saying that the federal government telling people not to ride mass transit will set us back decades. So we're in a time where there's a lot of uncertainties and what you're hearing, uh, unfortunately, also there's a lot of political things going on that you know uh, I, I feel advised one way or the other. So the best way to look at information is don't just hear something or read something and think it's a fact. Call, ask us. You can get us, you know, on Twitter. You can follow myself, or you can call us on DottieHarmon.com or Ace or Citizens Bank and Stephen. And if you come to that site, you'll get a direct link to everybody's website, so you can directly ask whoever the question is for. Uh, child care in Jersey, I think, is going to. I think the governor announced that over the next several weeks, the state would permit child care services. I'm on a board of one of the colleges. And they're really not sure how many people will come back in dorm. And that's another issue that no one thinks about. But what's the future of colleges? Because so many people, not so many, everyone had to do work online. So will people say, you know what, I'll take the courses virtually. I've been doing it for three months. And it certainly will be cheaper. Or how many people whose family have been affected financially, where they have lost their job, won't be able to afford it. Uh, and how do they keep schools safe where they dorm? I mean, there's so many different things going on. It's a very interesting time. Um, and as I said, there's certainly uh, lots to think about, lots of uncertainties. But I think everyone's going to do the best they can to do the best they can. Uh, Connecticut... You know, it has eased restrictions. They've eased a lot of their restrictions on social and religious gatherings uh, because they announced on Friday that the state would begin to allow gatherings of up to 10 people indoors and 25 outdoors. I think the beaches are pretty much trying to keep the residents that live there. They're trying to leave it, you know, to those residents and so they don't get an overflow. And again, not for today, but... We're going to have a lot of debt in New York. How's that going to get paid? Uh, is it going to be through taxes? And I hope not. I don't want to see a Pierre tax. tax. I think it will kill the city. So there's there's uh, a lot. What are you hearing? Anything, Steve or Ace? I mean, as how the city comes back? Or what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think there's a number of great points that you mentioned in there. Um I think what's happened is that people realize that the science has evolved a little bit on it. We're seeing changes in what the CDC and also the World Health Organization um, have come out with, and that, that's evolved a little bit. Um, and I think also there is some great progress with a number of the pharmaceutical manufacturers on really moving towards uh, vaccines. So it's very exciting stuff. Um, so I think that's very positive. I think anyone who says we have the exact date and the exact everything, it's a little, it's a little bit in flux. Um, and, and, but I do think what we're seeing is that, you know, the effects are diminishing, which is wonderful. You know, we had uh, this past week multiple days in which there were no deaths from COVID-19, uh, which is outstanding uh, and very optimistic. And I think people are planning for reopening. I think the point that you make, and this is the long-term one, because we will 
in the short term, at some point in the, in the near future, have a solution. The question is how many weeks or months does it take? But it's that type of timeline. It's probably within months. Um, the next thing is getting the financial house in order. And that is a comment for New York City, for New York State, and the federal government to make sure, okay, we went through this period of unprecedented time. We, as government, had programs to help out the people. But now we need to have a serious conversation of paying the bills and making sure in this next phase that we come up with something realistic. And you can't just single out one group. You can't just say, well, you can't move the building, so we'll keep on taxing the property. That, that, that's not going to be a solution for people. So government needs to have a serious conversation about what their role is in, in getting spending under control. Right. And to your point, and I don't want to say, I don't want to seem like an elitist, but if you keep part of before the virus, part of what I was seeing um, in, in New York City was a, a, a plight for the older baby boomers, let's say the ones that are more like in their 70s, uh, they were like, oh, look at all these taxes. And you, you, you know, look at uh, Carl Icahn said, I'm taking my business, I'm moving to Florida, I'm not paying these taxes anymore. We, and remember, so they started saying, let me go to a state like Florida where the taxes are next to nothing compared to New York. If you lose your wealthy people who pay the majority of taxes, what's going to happen is you won't have any any revenue because people will leave. There's a point, you know, people will pay premiums and pay more to a point, and then that's enough. So I think it's a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think you. that everyone. Yeah, and I think unfortunately all the politics that go on, everyone's trying to divide people. And here's a time that we should not be divided. We should be together, and you've got to look at both sides because it's great to say. Tax those rich people. Let them pay more. Let's keep on taxing them. Let's charge the people who have a little apartment here a tax, okay, even though they don't live here a lot. Well, you keep on doing that, you will drive more people out because there's many states that want that business. And then your tax base is is paid by a very small percentage of people. So you want to have to really think. So sit and think through how you do it so that it helps those who need it, but it doesn't get so cumbersome for people um, that have more money that they leave the state. And so that's the challenge, okay? And, and I think that's a big one. And what's interesting is you're seeing, I think, two trends within it. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, one's a very simple question. Are people moving in or moving out, and where are they moving to? Right. That's one question. What are the population's numbers? And look, you know, New York still one of the most powerful states in the country. But our population now, we're the fourth most populous. We used to be number two. So that affects the number of votes in Congress and so forth. And what's interesting is people are making decisions, you know, which state, but also within the state. So part of the calculation, I see this because I have this conversation multiple times with clients saying, okay. Maybe I'll still have a place in the city. Maybe I'll have something in the Hudson Valley. Okay, which residence is my primary? And can and if I can telecommute, that that makes a whole impact on the whole taxing, you know, structure and everything. So we got to be very, very careful. Um, people understand the concept of value, and, right, and, and you know, government's got to give value. Yes, and and that was another point. Point with more people 
who had to. You know, we all got great Zoom and, 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 and things of that nature who had to telecommunicate. Those people, although they say they, that many of them don't want to never go back to work, but they want to have more flexibility. So they'll maybe work a couple of days in the office and a couple of days not in the office. But as that happens, that allows people to live outside of the cities. Because if you don't have to drive in the city, because remember, commuting and proximity to where your job is is a key factor. And so if you don't have to commute, then you could do everything on, on, on you know, uh, virtually, then how does that affect cities? And so those are interesting things that I'd love to explore. I, I have to tell you, I have a, uh, I, I think I have a, a, a text from someone who I respect highly. Uh, his name is Glenn. I won't give his last. And he said, as always, your deeply felt words and emotions has made you what you are a fearless, compassionate person, a leader, an optimist, realist. This is the time for amazing voices like yours to be heard. Sing loudly, please, so that all receptive can hear you. And thanks for sharing. And I urge all of us to do that. I, I almost feel that people are afraid to say what they feel now. No, they're afraid. Oh, you know, they're afraid politically for repercussions. They're afraid socially. And I don't think that, I think if anything has made me who I am and where I am, I'm me. And, and, and I am, and I, and I feel that I think I've said this many a day, we live in a country that we're blessed to be in because we have freedom and freedom of speech, okay? And we're allowed to have different views and it's not like other countries where they lock you up if you have a, bad, a different view than the government. Um, so don't be afraid to exercise that uh, as long as you do it peacefully. And don't be afraid when you're in gatherings. I even see that with friends of people who really don't talk about issues too much uh, other than, you know, you know the virus. And, and, and I think people need to be heard now. And then we have a whole generation of younger people coming up, and they would love to hear from you. So let's keep that in mind. Um, with that, I want to—I think I want to introduce. Uh, I call her Dr. Sherry. It's De- Do- Sherry Spree, but as I, you know, she's a good friend of mine. So, Dr. Sherry, how are you this weekend? You, Daddy. I'm good. Unfortunately, we are having a break at this moment, so you're going to have to stay on the line. Okay, um, but I I did feel like I was alive yesterday. <laughs> I, people were out and about, and uh, people were. I mean, I saw a lot of people I haven't seen. That just you know, we were all socially careful. You know, we took our six uh, feet. But you know, I you know the weather. You know, that's what I love about the seasons. Everybody's kind of happy when it's the sun's out and it's nice. So yeah. Um, I want to talk to you. I have a question I want to ask you, and I know you have some things that you want to tell us. So um, we're going to be right back, and I'm going to talk about a new company. I want to ask Sherry's opinion on that, and it's called Globe, and it targets customers who are really annoyed with the people they live in with. Okay, I told you there'd be new businesses coming out of this. Okay, so this targets customers who are just sick of living and being combined with somebody every minute and what they 
their service has a remedy for that. We'll get back. He was the lawyer for Michael Jackson, Mike Tyson, Bill Cosby, and many other celebrities who have stood trial. What is it like to represent a person of fame? This weekend on Champions of Justice, Tom Girardi talks with Thomas Mesereau, the lawyer to the stars, who has also overturned many false convictions for murder by volunteering his time. It's a fascinating hour. Tune in, Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. This pandemic has been very tough on all of us. It's put a strain on our health, our psychological well-being, our finances and families. It's also brought out some of the best in people. We have seen countless examples of businesses and individuals going above and beyond the call of duty to selflessly help their neighbors. If you know someone who fits the bill, let us know. Tell us their stories. Tell us who deserves to be recognized. And we just might feature them on our show. Leave Frankie Five Burrows a message. 816-8-MORANO 816-866-7266 Tell us which everyday hero deserves some special recognition. You can also reach us online at am970theanswer.com As life gets back to normal and we start heading back to work, don't leave your leftover stash of toilet paper exposed to rodents. Send them packing the most humane way with plug-in pest-free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic device that utilises the active wiring in your home or business to keep rodents and pests away. 100% chemical free and environmentally friendly. Just plug it in, it's that simple. My strongest performer, the Pro Unit, is good for most homes and small businesses up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. Is your home or business protected? If not... Order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. We're listening to I on Real Estate. Uh, we're going to be talking with Sherry, Dr. Sherry Spree uh, about how to survive being quarantined with your partner. And uh, I have some companies that are just new companies that I read about. I don't know if they're good, bad, or indifferent who have remedies for that. But before that, I want to take a question from Jay from New York. Hi, Jay. Jay? Yes, please. I... Yeah. Uh, hi, Daddy. Yeah, I... yeah, my question yes. is, I have, I have a two-family house, two rentals, and one of my tenants, single, month-to-month lease, good person, but he passed away the end of last month. And when can I take possession of the apartment? Because one of his relatives came by, and he's staying there for a week or two. I didn't say anything. I expressed my condolences and everything. But, uh, uh, you know, when can I ask That's for my That's a good piece? question. 
That's a good question. So, in other words, he passed away. He's got a relative who's staying there, and you were a decent human being and gave him the bet and let him stay for a little bit. But when can you legally? That's a question for Stephen. So, Stephen? Sure. Um, so, you, ha- you mentioned that you have a month-to-month lease. So, generally yeah. speaking, you have to give 30 days' notice um, to that um, to that tenant before you can take any action to have them leave. So, Assuming that it's on the first of the month schedule, if you send them a notice in the month of June, they then have the they can stay for June and July, and they'd have to be out by the end of July. Now, Stephen, he's dead. So who are you sending no, the no, notice to? No, no, said the relative to? was staying there. Oh, you said that the relative, relative who took over. That, that's my understanding. That the relative basically is taking over the lease temporarily. A relative came in from out of state, but he's leaving on the twelfth of this month. He just came for the funeral arrangement, but he's leaving. He's not staying there. But uh, we didn't discuss, you know, when you're going to turn over the keys. So if you're telling me he's staying in town for about another week, I would say yes. at this point have the conversation. If they're out, yes. in, and have they paid for? How, how recently have they paid rent on that property? They paid for last month. The uh, month of June has not been paid. There is a deposit, you know, small amount of deposit. Uh, understood. So here, here's what I'd say. Let me give some practical advice on it. Given where things are and how long the process takes, if yes. effectively they're going to be out in about a week, yes. Yes. and if they leave it in decent condition, you know, you have your security deposit, um, to cover you, I would, I think, the smartest move is give it the one week because, honestly, if you're going to look to try to take action and give notices and the status of the court, it's going to take, you know, many months, and we'd have to dive into the facts. So if you're telling me that the funeral's in one week, um, I think, let's say, just, just have a, a plan in place with them to make sure that they're out you know, promptly afterwards, and if they do that, so, you're going to be Stephen, financially... So I, I just, oh. just want to ask you, so basically, since this is a relative, you don't know if he has anything to do with this man's estate. I think the question was basically, when can he start renting it again? So is your advice well, to tell well, the relative that, you know, when are you leaving and... You know, let me know so because when when you leave, give you know, let me know so that I could go in and spruce the apartment and get a resident again. Should it be that simple? Well, they, or they, well, there's a few issues at play here, and this is the part that gets a little bit tricky, right? You had someone who is not on the lease who took occupancy and, and access to it, and so you know, this is somebody who I imagine who lives out of state. That's why they were doing this. Um, you know, they, they technically were not the tenant. They're technically not a guest. But I will tell you also now, given the whole totality of the circumstances, if they're going to be, if the funeral's within one week and then they're going to leave, if they stick with that and everything's been paid through the end of May and you have a security deposit, I think when you put the whole totality of facts and circumstances together, they're going to be out in about a week or so. I would let them do that. Obviously, you want to keep a very close tab on them, make sure that they're maintaining the property, the things aren't being, um, you know, damaged and so forth. But otherwise, you know, the, the time and expense to take a legal action when it sounds like someone's going to be gone in about a week, yes. I think you're better off having good communication with them, take a look, check on the place while they're there, and say, Look, I get it on a personal level. I'll give you the week and then and so forth. 
and and if and if you have a good conversation, I, I think especially when someone's in a heightened personal level, when someone had a relative who just passed on, I think that's probably the smartest way to handle it. it you know, and if their intentions are different, then you can talk about taking action. Um, and, and that that's what I'd recommend doing. But it doesn't really right. sound like this but is someone who's looking to say. Just, yeah, but I think he was just asking basically. When can he rent it again? Is that what you were asking, Jay? Like, when can you so go back to that? Yes, back on when the I think he's back. Uh, but uh, it makes sense that Steve says, give him a week, you know, they should, right. the arrangements uh, for, you know, arrangements should be completed by today. And, I, I, you know, he's saying maybe till next week, uh, he, he has to go back to a different state. So I, 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 it's prudent that I would speak with them and to him and say, you know, when can I have my keys back? Because, I, you know, I've got to show it to start renting it and so forth. Exactly, and and I would tell for prospective tenant, I would say you're looking for July one. That's that's how I would do it, yeah. and then yeah. only if you know if you see that they're not behaving, then then there's actions available. But the problem that you'll run into if you're going to have to take legal action, then you're going to have to either give notice to say, look, this is a month-to-month tenant, um, and now you've been noticed, and you have to get out. And if you don't, then you have an action which, again, yeah. as I mentioned, you have to give 30 days' notice. Right. Or the second argument you'd have to make is to say, this is someone who's not the tenant, and they're here uh, illegally, and basically make a claim that they're trespassing and really call the police to take them out. Right. Now, but it yeah. sounds like he's going to leave, but it doesn't so sound I like think that you're going to be okay. Yeah, so like given the circumstances, leaving. I think that would be an extreme response because of why they're there. So those are your two I don't want to make a big, big event. Let's tell them, look, you cannot stay right. here. You know, the son just passed away and everything. And uh, so I he said he can't stay here. He's got to go right back. Attitude. I think, yes, and I think, I think so. I that it sounds like question. he'll leave yes. and go back. And it was uh, yes. a good thing that you allowed him to stay, I think. A, a, yes. a, a, a human thing to do that you let him stay the week, even though he didn't have the rights to do it, you did. And yes. I think that yes. says lots for you. Yes, exactly. So and the rent's been paid through the end of May, and you have a secure deposit, so you know you're right. also in, in, a, in, a, in a good place as well on that. So I think the key thing is, yes, keep a, keep a watch and have good yes. communication. Um, yes. And you should, you know, and also you should even go visit while they're there to see what's going yes. on, make sure the property's in good condition, and just be right. in close yes. communication. But again, today's June sixth. If the funeral is on the twelfth. You know, that, that's less than a week away. The funeral so. should be today. The funeral should be today, I understand. Oh, okay. uh, it should be over with today. So he's staying for next week to uh, get his uh, the documents all in order. But in the event they ask for the security back, they, 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 how, how is that handled? In, in just in case, remaining of the security. Well, the security I, I would let them time. know that, you know, look, you were sympathetic to the circumstances, but to also understand they paid the rent till May 31st. And, right. um, you know, they, they stayed till the middle of the month. Um, right. And, and obviously it depends on the condition, but they leave it back in the right condition. And so right. what I would say is, you know, make that point um, and, and use your judgment. And obviously any but, conversation yeah. about the security should not happen until they fully vacated and, handled off, and handed off the keys. So you do not have to give any money back until they're gone right, and the keys are back. Stephen, how do you know? I mean, I agree with you, but I just wanted to ask, how, 
how do you know that this guy who's the relative is the person, like, even if you were going to, and I don't think you probably have to, but even if you were going to, he might not be the person. There might be somebody who is, you know, the trustee, somebody who has his estate. So it might not even be the person to get, wouldn't you need something legally from who's ever the executor of his estate? Well, you're you not going to have. Well, you're going to have a, a couple of things. You're not going to have, uh, and, and, he, and he makes some great points. One, to know that they're the executive of the estate, you need letters testamentary, which will take normally some months to get. Um, so you're not going to get that in time if they get passed on and, and they have the funeral. Um, you know, that's why it's important when you do rent out, it's important to have certain information forms and you have them sign like next of kin and things like that. So exactly you have who it is the right person. But but in this case, my understanding was that they had the kids and, and you're aware that they are the relative, the son, I think you said? Yes. Yeah, he's the father, yes. So he's the father of the tenant, is there? That's right, yeah. Yeah, I think he's genuine, yes. So, you know, and, and they got the key, and they had the keys on their own. You didn't give them keys, correct? No, no, they got it, yeah. They, yes, they got it on their own from the son. Before he pays. So, you know, I, I think the totality of the circumstances, um, you know, you, you've documented how the person is related and how they've gotten access. You know, while, you know, whenever you deal with a situation like this, it's, it's tricky. But if you're, yeah. if it's confirmed that, you know, it's the father and, and yeah, what's but the it's half single, a month. I, I, you know, I think, I think just to kind of put it to bed, I think that once you tell him, um, you know, I feel terrible about your loss, blah, blah, blah. You actually, when you say that, as, as Stephen said, you kind of take a look at the apartment, make sure it's okay. Uh, and just like wanted to know when you're moving out so that I have to get the apartment ready to rent it. And if what? he asked you for the security at that point, if the man asked you, he hasn't asked you of it yet. But if he did, no, you're no. already in the middle of the month. So we're not talking about, no. I mean, you, you, he, they're already occupying the apartment. So right. I don't know that that should be an issue. I don't think it should be. I don't be. think so. The screening expenses that I will incur, so it's not uh, an issue. It's keep us posted, minimal. okay? And thanks for calling, Jay. Keep us posted. Okay, so Sherry, I know we have another break now, so I want to get to this quickly. But if you're living with your partner, you've been quarantined, and they're getting on your nerves, how do you handle that situation? What do you tell uh, people who are ready for divorce court. How do they handle when they're on each other's nerves? We'll be right back and tell you how to handle the stress of being locked up with somebody 24-7. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now, you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? 
Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal, and families are getting out to shops, stores, and restaurants. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Business recovery plans should be ready to go right now. The marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help, so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share. We'll help design your recovery plan targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies with everything in our toolkit working for you digital audio mobile even audience engaging contests and promotions contact salem surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan learn more by logging on to surroundnewyork.com connecting you with new customers relief factor pain relief that's natural pain relief that works and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com, and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. We're talking with Dr. Sherry Spray, and we're going to talk a few minutes about what it's like and the stress that people are having um, working to, you know, from home and living, in, especially if they have a small apartment, living with somebody day in and day out and some of the ways you can handle that. And Sherry, I wanted to ask you because I found this company. I I wanted to get your thoughts on this. And this company is kind called Globe and it targets customers who are really annoyed with the people they live with. Okay. So if you, it's in your app store. So if you're annoyed with somebody, they're just getting on your nerves. Okay. You, and you simply can't take another minute of them and listening to their jokes or their sad stories or whatever uh, or their Zoom calls. You just can't take it. So you need a break. So you flip to this Globe app, okay, and look for a nearby empty apartment to rent for a few hours, okay? So this is not like an Airbnb. It's not overnight. No overnight stays are permitted, and you have to send a photo of a thermometer showing you don't have a fever to get access to check-in instructions. And uh, Globe says they're thriving, and the concept is to connect anyone who needs a place to chill out and get away from people to go to some place for somebody who has a little space in their place and wants to make a little extra money. Uh, They have more than a... 100,000 people on their wait list. Can you imagine? Wow. Uh, you know, it's funny because when you first asked the question, the first thought I had as an answer was give the other person space. 
And so that's a genius idea because that would be one of the most helpful things is a way to separate so that the person has their own space. And it's very interesting. Well, it is. And, you know, if you have a big house, that's one thing. But if you have a small space, there might not be any place to get away to. And they're saying that, and you must be experiencing this, that anger and fear from this quarantine will stir up a lot of emotions in people. You know, people can be sad. I'm sure you're dealing with people who are depressed. Some people who are sad. Um, And it's been like an emotional roller coaster. And also so, when you add into the fact that there might be children in the house as well. Exactly, exactly. So they're saying to be kind and respectful to your partner and treat them with kindness and even when you don't feel like it, okay? And that, you know, you have to keep in mind that people are kind of anxious now and they have stress. What do you tell your clients, you know, and how to cope with that? You know, because it really is hard to be with someone 24-7, so especially if you're in a tight space. Well, one is is that there has to be designated space in the house if they're going to stay in the house so that they each have a place that they feel comfortable to work, etc. Um, and the other thing is to really work on communication. Some something to be set in place when 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 they're really upset that they're able to discuss it with their partner and figure out how to best handle it in the moment. Right. So uh, communication always right. comes in and look right. at it as an opportunity to become closer. Right. But I think this was a crazy idea that somebody had, and I think you know a couple of months ago I said, gee, you know. With things that go on and everything changing, there's going to be people that come up with ideas and have new things. And when I heard this, and it's an app, you can get it in the app store, I said, wow. I said, so somebody could just go to a nearby apartment, and I don't know how much the rates are, so somebody has an extra room or something that they could lend them, and they Mm -hmm. stay a couple of hours and they chill. They also have hotel rooms that do the same thing. There was an app I remember in the past for hotel rooms like that. Julie, you know, Sherry, you had a question for Steve. I don't know if we, you know, I, I, I you know, uh, but, and you can do that next week. Um, but remember, because I know that you had a question for him and we were, I wanted to get to it, but that we had a, a long call with that caller. Um, but what are you seeing? You were telling me the other day a story about a patient that, said, what do I tell my... I mean, you were telling me a story, and I... Uh, you know, and, you know it, was, it was a patient that I've been treating for many, many years, even before she had a daughter, and her daughter is now 14 years old, and they live downtown, and the noise from the riots were really traumatic, and the little girl, or she's 14, so she's an adolescent, said to her mother, Ma, I think the world's falling apart. I think, I think the world's going to end. And how do you answer that? You know, again, it's really talking with the child, and I made some suggestions about um, special days if they could get a a zip car or whatever where they can take her to, like, a much more peaceful area. Uh, The parks are open so that they can have day trips and get her out of this very, very chaotic environment. 
and just to make sure that there's constant communication in the house to alleviate her anxiety. This is a yeah. difficult time, and to try to explain as best as she as she can. Well, Sherry, I wanted you to bring that up because I wanted our listeners whether you have children or you don't have children, to realize that people are really going through stress now. And people handle stress very differently. So some people might look like nothing is going on and everything is just hunky-dory and they're great when they're really not, okay? And some people who are able to communicate that, which is really a great quality, if you can say to someone, hey, listen, I have some anxieties, you know, I'm not sure... You know how my my business is going to come back. I'm not sure if I want to stay in the city. Well, that's always best if you can communicate. But I just think everyone should know that if people act a little crazy lately, you know, and it's important to talk to the people that you're close with yes. and bring that up because I don't see people doing that. I'm not, I have enough friends and. Uh, you know, they talk about everything. They'll talk about what's going on now. They'll talk about the virus. They'll talk about, gee, what's it going to be like? However, they really don't, I, I find that most people don't really talk about their emotion. Like, what is it feeling for them? What are they feeling like? And so I think that is so important. And, you know, I think I, last week I told you I was feeling a little down. I actually told you. I told yeah, a few of my friends uh, that I keep in touch with on, uh, you know. So, so I, and all of a sudden they said, you know what, Dottie? That's kind of what I'm feeling. And people started to open up. And I think that's the best thing. And I think that if you, you know, if you talk to the people that you care about, whether they be friends or relatives or peers that you work with, you know, that it's good for that because a lot of people really don't express their own feelings. And you're saying communication and I just think that that's probably important. And I don't know if enough people are really doing it. They're communicating, but they're communicating on a different level. Steve and Ace, I'm just curious. Do your friends really talk to you or you're uh, on a, you know, about their real feelings? Or are they just talking about all the events that are happening? Well, you know, what I'm seeing a lot of it is with clients. So, you know, we, let, let me put that in. I'm, I'm talking more to clients than to friends. And right. there's a tremendous amount of motion. I mean, we are in the midst of multiple negotiation for businesses saying, look, thing, I've invested years into this business. There is this catastrophic event, nothing of my doing. How do I handle the lease negotiation that we're redoing for them? How do I handle employees and payments and being responsible in their family? So a lot of people are going through a lot. And, you know, my, my calls – you know, it's a mix of legal advice, business advice, and also, you know, some, you know, just counseling, you know, support where, you know, we don't at all claim to be, you know, psychologists or psychiatrists, but a lot of it is, you know, getting, helping them be in the right mindset to actually make a decision. And I, and I think what happens is you, know, you have to really look for the signs, you know, for clients and refer them to the right professional, you know, if need be. But you, have, you can have people really be emotionally and mentally paralyzed with things going on. They feel like things are all, you know, out of their control. Right. And, and how do I actually go ahead and make a decision? So one of the value points, you know, that we bring is really, you know, being that counselor. You know, that, that's one of the names as an attorney, being a counselor to clients, you know, and taking them through it. And, and 
it's a lot. Um, but at the same time, what was absolutely wonderful is you do also see the light at the end of the tunnel for a lot of people too, and then and then you see it click for them, and then what they're able to do and, and rebound. So, you know, that, that's a lot of what we're seeing um, yeah. at this moment. Yeah, well, and we're seeing that with clients also, you know, uh, not to the same extent doing us buying and selling is, you know, stressful, but it's not, but, but it's really more about, gee, what's my property going to be worth? Is it going to be worth a lot less or a lot more? Um, but not that they're changing their plans. I would imagine that you are dealing with clients that have to make big decisions. Like, do I evict somebody? Do I not evict somebody? Do I take this rent cut or do I not? I mean, they're dealing with more business, but there's always emotions in that. And yeah, if I mean, you... And Donna Turner, because I guess the call that we had earlier, I mean, it was interesting. You know, there was, I could have given him an answer as a lawyer. I could have given him an answer as a landlord and a businessman and an answer as a human being. And right. sometimes you got to say to yourself, look, you know what, sometimes also the human answer where you're also giving somebody some slack is actually the best business answer, too. I mean, could you imagine he would be within his rights to be able to say, you're not the tenant. You can't be here. I'm not going to give you access. I'm going to talk to my lawyer. I'm worried about liability. When somebody just lost their son. And sometimes what, you know, people forget is, is having that, the emotional IQ to understand how business works and, and, yeah. and understanding to keep that in mind. And sometimes the, the best legal advice, you know, is actually don't exercise a legal right because you know what well, the cost is actually way more we don't and, and right and flight. i love that i love that about you and ace and that you have emotional intelligence on top of emotional i'm smart and emotional intelligence is so important especially in these times listen be right. safe enjoy the good weather i don't know is it cloudy out i'm not sure what it is right now and um, we'll talk more about out. some of these issues. It's going to come out. Okay? Just deem it. It will come out. Ion um. Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.